Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Dance Principles United podcast. We are super, super excited today because Beck and I are actually in person, sitting right next to each other, recording a podcast. How are you, Beck? I'm so good. We are here on the Gold Coast for our Studio Growth Club retreat, and we are so excited, and uh, we thought we'd do a podcast for you guys and chat yeah. to you about all the things. And look, there's a couple of uh, champagnes and beers down, which I think last time with the Fireside Chats led to even better podcasts. So I feel like it always does, Nate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What we are excited to do, if Amanda can get her shit together in the background <laughs> and stop interrupting everything, is we are here to talk about threads. And I'm sure that there's a few of you out there listening. WTF is a thread. And Threads is, look, it's a new social platform that's just come out. And what I don't want anybody to do, listening to this podcast, is think, oh my God, I've got to go and get a new social media platform. I've got to do 4,000 different posts on it. I've got to make sure that I do everything that's got to be done now. I've got... Yeah, that is not what today is talking about at all. Today is talking about, number one, what it is, so that when people start mentioning it, you, uh, you, you know a little bit about what's going on. A little bit of a chat about whether we think it's going to be doing anything for dance studios specifically. And then a little bit of like, I want to chat with Beck about it, about some of the like the, um, the, the amazing things that they've done and the process that they went about it. And the reason that I'm doing this with Beck is because she has absolutely no idea what I'm talking nah. about either. So she's learning just as much as anybody out there who has no idea what's going on. I feel like I'm always so behind in this stuff, Nath, because... <laughs> Let's just be real. I'm still not on TikTok. <laughs> That's okay. And, and so, like, and I don't know. Do people use TikTok a lot for their dance studios? Did you ever use it for your dance studio? Look, we did. We went through a little like little phase bit, of it. little phase of doing it, and I think they may have picked it back up mm. um, since um, Ali's taken over there. But yeah, it's one of those things, right? Even though TikTok is a dance platform, and that's what we're talking about with Threads, there's a lot of um, attention and action both on TikTok and on this new Threads platform at the moment doesn't necessarily mean we have to be super reactive and jump over there yeah. and, and do anything about it. Because for those of you that don't know, what Threads is, um, is that it's Meta, as in like Facebook and Instagram's company, it's Meta's um, solution to, or solution, it's the thing that they see as a replacement for Twitter. Yeah, right. Um, and in the States, we like in the US, Twitter's quite big, um, especially with like news journalists and even a lot of big businesses and things like that. But in Australia, it hasn't really ever been a part of our social strategy. So that's the first thing that I sort of want to talk about, even though you might hear everybody talking about, hey, you've got to be on threads and you've got to do that thing. The first thing that we sort of, that I really want to mention is that it may not even do be anything to do with business for us. Mm. Because if it's a replacement for Twitter, the fact that Twitter's never ever done anything for our businesses in Australia might mean that that's the way it goes. Sure. But I still want to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the thing about it is, is that like Twitter is, especially at the moment, a bit of a, a hot, wet mess. And one thing that Threads has been incredible at is a frictionless process of bringing everybody onto the platform, right? So in talk, we're talking about 100 million users in just five days. Whoa. Yeah. 
that that's the sort of attention that's what's sort of making me think well even though like twitter's never been anything that we need for our businesses we know that facebook's got a proven track record of number one being able to really effectively copy products you know reels and stories were just copies of, of other platforms stories was a dead set ripoff of snapchat and so meta's got a really good track record of being able to copy in inverted commas um other other platforms and turn them into really really successful things um, that businesses want to advertise on so it's one of those things while it's probably not something we need to jump on straight away and look at it's something we've probably just got to keep a little bit of an eye on because like i said 100 million users in five days it took instagram two and a half years to get to that same number right um, even ChatGPT, which is something we know has exploded recently, it took them two months to get to that number of users. This new platform, Threads, has done it in five days. So it's probably something that you've got to keep a little bit of an eye on, right? And whenever yeah. something this big and this new, um, this exciting comes out, it's just you want to always be that little bit ahead, right? You know, I'm just sort of showing like back here, like it's pretty, pretty bad for a podcast to show, but it's like it's just a really basic platform, right? So what's the point of it? Because that, to me, scrolling through it looks pretty much like Facebook to me. And look, five days or in, Or like Beck, Instagram. Five days in, that's still what a lot of people are asking. Mm. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> exactly. What's the difference? What what do we, um, what are we going to use it for? What are we going to do? It's not um, as picture or video centric as Instagram is. It's not as sort of community focused and community building as Facebook is. It's just quite plain text with a couple of easy images and videos thrown in. So like we're saying, on the face of it, this platform, even though there's so many people on there, 100 million users, it's, like I said, at the moment, I don't think as dance studios, you need to be, number one, worrying about it too much. Um, you don't need to be shifting your social media strategy in any way, shape or form. Still sticking to, in Australia at least, we know that Instagram and Facebook are the two main platforms for us at the moment. So keep doing everything you're doing on there and keep making sure you're building um, everything on there. Um, but, like I said, my suggestion around it is just, just to log on. Just to, to jump across onto threads. And that was one thing I wanted to talk about was the frictionless nature of setting up threads. And probably one of the reasons it's been so successful is how easy the process was. All you have to do is download the Threads app from the App Store and then you log in. It takes you about maybe 20 seconds to set up. Wow. That's what, and then once you're on there, you're not starting from scratch again. So people that are like massive content creators like, you know, uh, Chloe Kardashian I saw, has already got two and a half million followers on there and things like that. Of course she has. Because, but because it's so easy for people, you can jump straight onto Threads. You can have your account created, like I said, from your Instagram in less than 30 seconds. And then you can just click one button and follow everybody on threads that you follow on Instagram. But like, is there any differences that you can see at the moment, Nate, or not really? Like I said, not really. And there's, yeah, right. a, a, and I'm not alone. Like I said, it, it's that new that everybody's just sort of on threads. Uh, and I'm not sure if we're calling it threading or we're threaders or what, what, what would it, you know, whatever we do on there. But everybody's just sort of feeling it out at the moment. But another thing we know is that whenever we get a new platform like this, especially under that umbrella of meta like facebook instagram things like that whenever they roll out something new we know that you get an absolute bucket load of free organic reach mm. yeah one thing i always talk about with 
running Facebook and Instagram ads is that you don't get organic reach on mm. those platforms anymore. No. And that's okay. We had an awesome run, um, five to six years of really, really solid free advertising. But that's gone away now. You basically Absolutely. get zero organic reach on those two platforms. Yep. So we know that threads, at least for this first little while, whether it's a couple of weeks, whether it's a couple of months, it might be a year, who knows, we know that over there, you're going to get like really, really good free organic reach for a while. Mm. But like I said, whenever I see something like this, and as we're sitting here, Beck's partner Tim's just over there um, trying to, he's just set up his Threads account in less than 30 seconds, and I'm sure he's going to follow the Dance Principles United on Threads <laughs> as we speak as well. Um, but what can, like something I always think about, and I know you think about it too all the time, Beck, is how do we manage friction in our businesses? Yeah, totally. And I think having a frictionless entry especially is so, so important for people to come in, see your ad, come straight in, be able to book that trial and, you know, not making them jump through hoops to get there. Because I know myself, if I have to jump through any hoops, I just opt out. Yep. I'm just such a, no, I'm not doing that then. I'll go to another company or another thing or anyone that's going to make my life easier, I will go to. Especially when it comes to technical things, Nathan, as you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what, yeah, whenever you look at any sort of big platforms now, you look at Amazon, right? Is it, do you use the one-click buy on Amazon? I don't use Adfinsel. You don't use... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Okay, well, just love me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll chat about this after the podcast. Forgetting. But if, if you did use Amazon and didn't, have to, steps. and didn't have to leave your house to get anything, you can just buy things now with one click. Right. You can click one... You, know, you go on the platform, you're shopping for your toilet paper or whatever it is, buy with one click. And then a couple of days later, it arrives at your door. Absolute frictionless process. My like massive man crush, Gary V, has Wine Library, right? And he talks about a frictionless process that they had to buy. You'll love this one because it's buying wine. And if you're on his wine text list, he talks about, I've got this new great cab sav out, reply yes if you want six bottles for in the price. You reply yes and six bottles of cab sav turn up on your doorstep. Mm, I love this. <laughs> I'm so up for this. I thought you'd appreciate that. I'm up that for one. all the things. Do you know he's coming to Australia? Yes, I do. But I, I, I think I'm in Thailand at the time. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. That's sad for you. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I always like to think about, like you said, where can we remove friction? And I think what a lot of people forget about as well is removing friction for our current clients mm. is super, super important as well. How do we make sure we get them the information and let them not opt in because opting into things sometimes creates friction. Like how do we make as little friction as possible around something like concert yes. for our current um, current clients? Yeah. Look, Amanda and I, and I'm sure we'll do a podcast on this, are obsessed with the Savannah Bananas at the moment. And, um, you know, he is someone who puts um, fans, Amanda was telling me yesterday, puts fans into the process of, okay, we're going to put a fan in line, a pretend fan, not a real one, and see how long it takes them. We'll put them in the car park and see how long it takes them to park. And I loved that idea for ourselves. Yeah. I think you've constantly got to get feedback because we always think as dancers and principals that everyone understands dance. Yep. And, you know, I always use um, my sister-in-law as an example because 
she has a little boy who's just started dancing. He's really talented. He's already in all the things and show group and stuff. She just did her very first musical with this dance school and um, she didn't know that he had to wear skins and that he couldn't wear undies to get changed and she didn't know that they wrote in the um, thing that boys wear two shades darker in makeup and and eye blah 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 and then but no one else turned up in makeup that was a boy and she said to me over lunch the other day Beck I'm drowning I don't understand this I don't get it and that's the thing like we just always think that parents get it they understand our life they understand our world but they really don't so I think getting that constant feedback either putting someone in that situation or asking parents how did you find that is really the best way to find out how much friction you have because you don't realize until you're doing it yourself that's the thing yeah or even as simple as like if you're somebody that if you're a studio owner that teaches a lot like one afternoon see if you can get somebody in to cover your classes and just float out around in the waiting room in the Mm. reception um yeah like if you're on concert day see if you can like grab yourself slice yourself out half an hour to stand out the front to get out the front and then like see what the parents are doing that's what like you know you're i know you're super passionate about having your concert day your critical paths and all of that um our concert days were always so organized as well so that both manda and i were able to do those sorts of things yeah we were able to go out the front and see if there was any pain points for our clients if there was any like small issues that we could yeah, nip in the bud before they became big issues yep. so that we could improve for next year's concert if we saw something that was like oh that's a bit rubbish that's a bit crap i wouldn't like that if i was a um, client or a customer and being able to fix those things but yeah, like you said it's super super important to always yeah zoom out a little bit or step outside and be able to see things from our customer's perspective um, to remove that friction yeah i totally agree the parking is a perfect example i just did an event I didn't do the event. My child was in an event at Panthers, which is where we do our concerts, and we couldn't get a park. And so everyone was super late for the event. And, um, you know, the people at Panthers said, yeah, this happens every single time we do any type of concert. Now, I've never thought of that before. I've always just got cranky at the parents. How dare they be late to the concert? How pathetic, you know, turn up on time. You know, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Come on, guys. And then I'm the person turning up late because you can, you legitimately could not get a car park. We had to park so far away. And so I think it, it's it's just, I think as studio owners and, and teachers and staff, we get so angry with these parents all the time. And I think you've got to try and flip it. I always try and flip it and look at it from their point of view, how, how they're feeling, how it would make them feel to be in that situation rather than constantly just getting cr- you know cranky with them. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, as always, Beck, we always like go on these things and think like, gosh, we're not going to have anything to talk about. <laughs> but again, we're close to 15 minutes, which we know is a great time for podcasts with our busy studio owners that listen. We are so appreciative of everybody that does listen to the um, podcast and those that give us feedback and let us know that they listen. Um, we chatted today about threads. If you haven't checked it out, quickly download it, jump on, start commenting, start resharing some posts. Just have a little bit of a look about what it's all about. Notice how frictionless the, the process is mm. to sign up from mm. our Instagram. And like I said, don't we're not shifting anything. We're not jumping on and shifting our entire social media strategies around it. But we are just sort of keeping half an eye out and watching because that 100 million users in five days, like we said, whilst Twitter was never anything that we needed for our businesses, we're just keeping half an eye out in case this thing takes off and will start to become part of 
or something that we maybe need to look at a little bit more further down the track. And I'm sure if that happens, we will record another podcast on it. Yes, and this is why we love Nathan, right, guys? Because he's there telling us all of this techie stuff that people like me would have no idea about. What a legend. Thanks, Nathan. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Right, we are. Thank you so much, like I said, for listening. Beck and I are about to go talk Amazon and make sure she gets on one click. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Bye.